Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to week number two on the Baby Bowl podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts at Loafinit on Twitter, but the daddy of the Baby Bowl is here himself this week, Rob Norton at Norton0723. Good evening, Roberto. Hey, Wes, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fine. Hey, do we have the dog? I hear the dog's clippity clops. Is he clippity clopping in the background? He's he he is. And oh. the funny part is, we got a uh, my wife's parents been staying with us, so their dog is with us too. So we got double trouble tonight. Oh boy, I don't mind double trouble though, dogs. It, it's, <laughs> I broke up the broke up the minutia last week. Hey Rob, we also have with us the winner. Of week number one, Baby Bowl, one of the traditions that we have here on the Baby Bowl is we try to at least offer the uh, opportunity to be able to come on to the Baby Bowl podcast to be able to talk with us about their lineups last week, looking ahead into the lineups in the future. And Shane is the worst. He, he ended up winning last week on Twitter, at Shane is the worst. How are you doing tonight, Shane? Thanks for joining us. I'm awesome. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Stoked to be on. Um, I can't wait to get my baby in the mail. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what someone asked me like, uh, what is this for? And I said, uh, I think it's a charity and they said, for what? I said, well, it's the baby bowl. So I get a baby. I think, I think that's what <laughs> so whoever wins gets a baby. So that's pretty exciting. Rob, are you going to be a stork this week? Is that what it is? <laughs> we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. You never know, right? <laughs> Babies are excellent for cleaning under the sink. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I don't. I gotta. I gotta. No. I gotta remember that. Okay. Yeah. So now I. I'm getting the name right here. I'm getting the the Twitter handle understanding now. <laughs> Shane is the worst. Uh, <laughs> babies cleaning under the sink was a very good one. <laughs> hey Shane, tell everybody where they can find you if they want to be able to listen to some more of those great anecdotes. Uh, you can check me out on Dynasty Trades HQ um, every week. Podcast. I also stream fantasy intervention every wednesday night at 9 p.m and then once in a while uh me and my buddy scott connor do manic and chill on the youtube for dynasty league football okay all right is that how the now let me ask you is, is there there we go there we go we got him we got him uh is how did the name come about the twitter handle come about was that just something that popped into your head and that's what you like uh because your name is like shane says on there but at shane is the worst is your twitter handle yeah so well the shane says part was simple just because of uh world world so you remember jane says great okay. song um so i was like well shane says that's easy and then shane is the worst just i used to be with a uh uh, fantasy football site uh, when I first started and um, every time someone would get added to the site uh, somebody there beans would introduce them to me and he'd be like well Shane is the worst Shane gives out cough drops at Halloween and uh, just like innocent <laughs> like goofy stuff like that so when I left that site I needed to update my handle and I just that's the first thing that popped in my head and I was like that's perfect I mean it kind of and it kind of suits my personality um, from what I gather <laughs> yeah, uh, from what I've gathered so far as well. But I, I really enjoy stuff like that. You're doing great, Shane. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, Rob, uh, we usually go over like, the top five, the top five players who finished that week in the Baby Bowl. Of course, Shane is the worst. I ended up finishing number one. But do you have that in front of you? Who finished the top five? I say this week, though, Rob, that maybe we should go all the way down to the top 20. Let's go down to the top 20 finisher this week, but just start there with the top five, if you don't mind. Top five? Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll go uh, first with Shane is the worst. Second, we got Coop A Fiasco. Third, it's Harris time. Fourth, at S Fantasy FB. 
And fifth was For Whom J. Bell Tolls, Jeff Bell. Some some very familiar names on that list, isn't it, fellas? I, I didn't know the fourth person. I didn't know the fourth person at all. M-A-K-S, I think, is what, how yeah, they finished. Yeah, Max. He, he um, They've been in in uh, Baby Bowl since the beginning, actually, even before I took it to Twitter. Um, there was there in it since the days where I ran it through Excel sheets. Oh, <laughs> yeah, be right. <laughs> oh, good. I, I'm so I'm so glad. I'm glad it's growing too. So we get to know all these people and some very familiar names that I know all of us are familiar with on Twitter as well. And I just thank the Twitterverse too for participating in the Baby Bowl. It, it means so much. Half of it goes to charity. Half of it goes into the prize pool. And and Rob, let's just forget all the rest of those players from uh, one to twenty. Just go to number twenty. Just go to number twenty. Tell us who finished twentieth, Rob. Twentieth. Let's let's see. It, it, it's drama, Shane. It's drama. <laughs> it's a slow build. Drew DeLuca was number twenty. Who? Drew DeLuca. I I thought it was me. <laughs> you, you were you were twenty one. Oh, twenty one. Drew Drew one up to you. Scoring error. Scoring error. Twenty one. Well, how much did I win this week, uh, Rob? Um, I think you get a smaller baby from from the from, from from the understanding in the no, fine I print. Get, I didn't get anything. What did uh, Shane win though this week? I just want to make sure everybody understands the the score. And I know it's a little bit complicated right now because it's the first week, and sometimes people haven't paid yet or something like that. And if you haven't paid into the baby bowl yet, the, it's time to pay. It's it's time to pay league dues too, isn't it, Shane? Don't you think that people oh, who are in a fantasy league need to pay league dues at this point? So here's something funny. I uh, just finished my fantasy baseball season, and um, I was congratulated for finishing third. Um, but but in the email, the, the commissioner noted that absolutely no one had paid uh, for the season yet <laughs> and was trying to collect, which I think is a really bad form. Yeah, you, you should be collecting before the season starts, before the season starts. And again, these babies aren't free. You, you no. got to pay for the baby. So, <laughs> sure you pay. That's true. They're quite quite expensive. But the winner gets like twenty something dollars this this year each week. Is that right? Yeah, it's a uh, right now. It's twenty one twenty five. But we, I think we had one person drop out, so it might be just just slightly lower than that. Um, but it's 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 one percent of the total prize pot. Okay, that's good. That's good. So, Shane, you got that coming your way. I don't know what that gets you. Maybe a half a tank of gas nowadays. Maybe ten. <laughs> it doesn't get you. But no, it it does. It does. Pays for your pizza and all that stuff. And it's cool to be able just to have the prize pool right there for each of us to win each week. All right, Shane. You, we talked about this, and it's hard to find these things on uh, the 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 site that we're using. But Shane, you had a great lineup, and let's talk about our quarterbacks here real quick. You ha- you ended up putting Jalen Hurts into your lineup, Shane, which ended up being. Really Really good. He had 30 DraftKings points. Rob, you put Kyler in there. Kyler Murray at 34 DraftKings points. Let me ask both of you, and Shane, I'll throw it to you first. Who do you like better? Let's say in redraft the rest of the year. Hurts or Kyler, or it's not really going to end up mattering because they're both so good, Shane. Oh, it's Kyler. J- Jalen Hurts is my all or nothing guy. Like he's either going to be really good or really bad, I think. Uh, at least that uh, was my thought coming into the year. Kyler, I just expect to be a top three quarterback no matter what happens. And, um, yeah, he, he definitely showed in week one w- w- some of what he can do. Yeah. What, what do you think, Rob, with that question? 
Oh, uh, it's definitely Kyler for me too. I mean, I love I love both guys. I actually had Kyler as my number two heading into the year, and I had Hertz actually number seven, um, more more for one QB, uh, just because the position's so replaceable. So I tend to just shoot for upside, go for the the running quarterbacks as is. So, and I actually put out a thing that I I th- think that he could end up as a top five by by season's end. But Kyler is just ridiculous i mean he's like shane said he's top three no matter what pretty much yeah he's getting into that madden cheat code mode at this point you know almost like a bo jackson ish whenever you watch him run out there and he starts running around the defensive lineman and he's doing things you kind of go wait a minute that's like tech bowl stuff right there that he's doing (laughs) so it's kind of cool to watch it i'll tell you though guys jalen hurts i've seen him since he was a freshman at alabama he didn't impress me at all as a freshman in alabama ran the ball really really well but didn't throw the ball great at all Uh, a lot of mechanical issues going on there but every year i've seen that kid improve and this year and i know it was against the atlanta falcons which may not to be the stiffest of competition that, that, that in the NFL, but he, I, I saw something in it. The game has slowed down for him tremendously, it looks like. I think the 49ers are going to be a real big test for him this week to be able to see what he really does. Uh, the, the quarterback I had this week, guys, expected a little more out of him was uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. And, and I, 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 you talk about somebody who looked like he aged before my eyes. Right, I ended up with seven draft, but that guy got old really fast. I do, uh, should should anybody be really tremendously worried about Matt Ryan? Like maybe even losing his job before the year's over. No, no, I can't. I can't see that happening. I mean, week one's a crazy week, right? Uh, you would hope that a new head coach would have his offense looking better than that, um, since that's his calling card and that's what he got hired on. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the Eagles' defense, what we're going to find um, throughout the season is a lot. It's, it's very underrated. It wasn't great last year, but the defensive line was really strong. It was the cornerbacks that were really bad, and the linebackers were a little weak. Their secondary is going to be a lot stronger this year. I think the Eagles are going to end up being a lot better defense than people get, thought they were going to be. Yeah, they they looked really good. I didn't see anything out of them out of the preseason, but, man, they looked really strong uh, there in Philadelphia. Rob, you had put somebody in at your running back spot, and that really hurt you. You ended up with Raheem Mostart, and I think I, I know your feelings on this. I had to play him while I could, and it only lasted like two snaps. Yeah, unfortunately, right? Yeah, that was, that was my thought. Um, you know, anytime there's those guys that are in, you know, committee backfields and one of the other guys is out um, – Usually that's that's when one of my cues to go ahead and use that guy, considering the running back position is so tough in this baby bowl, uh, since we have to use 34 throughout the year minimum. So, yeah, my, my thought was, man, Mostert, great matchup. And he Sermon was ruled inactive. I figured Mostert would have a, a, have a big game and unfortunately went down early. Yeah, you also put Tyson Hill. Uh, is it not Tyson Hill? It's Tyson uh, Williams. You put you put you put him in there from Baltimore, and that's going to be a crowded backfield going forward, I believe as well. So I think you got the most juice out of him this uh, this past week. Uh, you and I, Shane, we we agreed on CMC. We both stuck him in there. I had that injury concern thought as well. Plus, he's just kind of bulletproof each and every week, and he came through for us with thirty points. He, he, best best running back fantasy wise in football, right? Yeah, there's 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 really no comparison. As, as much as I, I want to pretend it could be anyone else, uh, it's Christian. If he's on the field, he's going to get what do you get? Twelve targets this week. I mean, he's going to get receptions and he's going to rush for ninety yards, and he doesn't even need to score a touchdown um, 
to yep. to put up monster points. When he does score touchdowns, then you're looking at a, a you know just a insane week. Do you think, Rob, that Mixon, who ended up with I I think at least as many touches as CMC had, if not two more, I think it was two more. If I, my memory doesn't fail me, Mixon can't handle that workload though, can he? Uh, I think he can. I mean, wow. everyone everyone who who's followed me knows that Mixon has been pretty much my biggest pound the table guy the whole offseason. I was constantly I, I randomly just all of a sudden this this offseason became the biggest Mixon truther there is. And you know, I never even drafted him rarely the past few years, but I just felt like he just gets a really un, unfair rap. Like he until last year, he'd only missed four games total. He had played fourteen, at least fourteen games, the first three seasons. Um, even last year, he was getting career high workload, and now G- Geo was gone. Um, I mean, everything he was—he was. I think he was running back ten and P- full PPR points per game last year, and then all of a sudden, this year, even though the offensive line's better, um, Burrow's back, everything was pointing up, but. Somehow he was getting drafted below what his his uh, points per game were last year, so I, I just couldn't understand it. And it was it seemed like everyone just thought he had missed so many games, he he wasn't good, and all this. And I just I just never un- understood the hate for the amount of volume that he was going to get. Yeah, and and saying this was the year I have zero shares of mixing in any redraft, and, and so this is going to be the year he goes off. That's just going to be how, be how it is. That's just going to be how it is. Uh, you put Gaskin in there as your second running back. He ended up with 13 points in the baby bowl. I, I'm not sure about that running game in Miami, but I think you you utilized uh, run, a Miami running back the best way you could. Yeah, I I was a, I want I expected more from Gaskins. I got to be honest with you, I was a little disappointed in what he gave us. Um, but I know that that's his job. You know, I know a couple of people were scared of Malcolm Brown because mm-hmm. uh, they're silly. Um, but I have no fear there. Gaskins is probably going not probably. I guarantee he's going to have much better weeks than he did this week. So, you know, I, I scraped, I lucked out this week. Um, it didn't end up hurting me, but someone else is going to reap the benefits of playing him later in the year. Yeah, I put Cook in there uh, against Cincinnati. I thought he would have a bigger game. Ended up with 21 points for me in baby ball, so not too terrible. Not too terrible at all. Both of you put A.J. Brown in there at receiver, and he did have 15 points for us. Didn't have the explosion like I th- didn't have a big game, I think, against the Arizona defense is really what kind of was shocking, especially that defensive line, Shane. Those guys were monsters up front. They shut down Derrick Henry. They got to Tannehill at least six times, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, Julio had a little disappearing act, too. Was that Arizona or was that Tennessee trying to get adjusted in this week one uh, chaos that we had? I, I, I'm going to put it on Tennessee trying to adjust okay. um, their first game without Arthur Smith there um, as the OC. So I, I'm going to put it on that, you know, new OC, new scheme, new wide receivers, you know, just because they're really great players doesn't mean, I guess it should mean that like, it should be simple, right? Like just send the Julio out and just be like, get open. But for whatever reason, I guess it's a little more complicated than that. I'm going to I'm going to hope that that was more of a just uh, a bump in the road for Tennessee. Um, I don't want Arizona to be that good. I don't want any defenses to be good. That makes fantasy not fun. 
<laughs> I don't know if that. I don't know. I I like watching a good defense every once in a while. Shane, I, I ended up uh, putting Ridley in there to go with Ryan. That was a terrible idea. I ended up with 120 points, finished 21st, so it's not not too bad. But uh, Ridley, Ridley just I, and somebody's going to reap those benefits, Shane, just like you talked about with Gaskins. Uh, for me, uh, you put Callaway in there, Rob. I think I think I don't I don't two two points he got for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that one was that one was rough. Um, I definitely didn't see that type of game coming, where <laughs> Jameis and the Saints just uh, destroyed Rodgers and the Packers. So I expected I expected that game to be a lot closer, and honestly, I expected the Packers to win the game. Um, so Callaway, I wanted to use him early while it seemed like he still had the momentum, while it seemed like he's going to be the top guy. And, you know, just that one definitely didn't play out well. Yeah, not at all. I ended up with Jefferson and Thielen as well. I put both of those guys in there. I just like that that Cincinnati matchup a whole lot. I got rid of all my Vikings in one shot except Kirk Cousins, and I I reckon I'll eventually use him. But you put Thielen in there too, Shane. Uh, who, who do you expect more from this year? I know it's it's regression season for Thielen every year, but uh, Thielen or Jefferson this year, would you rather have in redraft going forward? I'm still going to go with Jefferson. I mean, just what we saw last year, I expect his yards to, here's that magic word, regress. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'd expect Thielen's touchdowns to, you know, come back to earth too. Um, And I just think that, you know, it's going to, it's probably going to be Jefferson that that he just, I mean, the kid looks like a legitimate superstar. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to take Jefferson. But you know who else emerged though to me as another wide receiver there was the Osborne kid. He had a yeah. uh, uh, you know s- nine targets, I think, seven receptions, seventy six yards. Uh, not any not not any issues anymore. Who's getting the Irv Smith targets? I think I think it's going to be that Osborne fellow. He's somebody I think people need to pick up on a waiver wire in redrafts or or maybe even dynasty. Shane, you're the dynasty guy here. Uh, don't you think that that'd be a good wise pickup at least a stash? Oh yeah, Osborne. I was definitely picking him up. I had him picked up. He got, he got he was picked off waivers in every league I'm in, and I was lucky enough to grab him in a couple. Uh, it's a thin wide receiver core there, right? You know, and w- what we like about that team is that they funnel those targets to those wide receivers. Um, you know, not saying that Osborne would step in and be the next Adam Thielen, but you could see him, you know, definitely producing if he's given even a. a well, if it's continued role like he had this past week, or if anything were to happen to one of the big two. Yeah, well, they, they, but they, and they make, they produce some very big wide receivers there, Rob. You know, if you go, and I'm just thinking back to the Diggs situation, Thielen, Jefferson, and maybe Osborne's just going to follow in that tradition a little bit there uh, whenever I see it. And and not to mention, Rob, that Thielen gets banged up a lot. So we might be able to expect something out of Osborne in the future. Yeah, for sure. Um, at first, I kind of wrote it off. Uh, I was looking, I was looking a little bit deeper, and I saw some things about how the Vikings, I think, played eleven personnel more this week than they have pretty much all of last year or in, in the past few years, really. So that's definitely encouraging for Osborne moving forward. You know, the fact yep. that he's going to be on the field more often, and uh, so you know, he's he's definitely someone to to keep an eye on for sure. 
Uh, you also put Woods in there, Shane, and it was a cup week. So next week will be a Woods week and you'll play cup. So that's just how it's going to be. We all know that. We understand that. You put Hopkins in there, Rob, and he, he salvaged your 26 points. He got you 26 points. That's a pretty big point total. Almost matched Travis Kelsey's point. He had 26 too. I don't know if it rounded up or rounded down there. But Shane, you put Travis Kelsey in there. You went for the big Gusto, and you ended up with 152 points. I would with Kittle as far as tight ends go, and 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 Rob, you went with Pitts, Kyle Pitts. You just got that one out of your way. You don't have to do, you don't have to think about that one anymore. And he was the Pitts for you at seven points. Yeah, unfortunately, I just thought that that game, you know, that that was going to be the, the Falcons were going to do a little bit more, and it it was it was funny because I I was such a Pitts downer for a redraft all year. And then I go ahead and play him the first week. So I guess I deserved it. <laughs> Are you, you feel good that he had, he had decent usage and that he was split out wide a lot. Doesn't that make yeah, you for sure. So that's the one thing that I, I had said, I, I think I had posted on Twitter, maybe on even Sunday or Monday. And I said, you know, I, I, I want a victory lap on Kyle Pitts, but I seeing the usage, I think I'm going to be dead wrong. The way he was, <laughs> the way he was used his target share, the routes run, uh, snaps and everything like that. I've actually almost done a complete one week, just seeing that usage. And I've actually went out and tried to, uh, make some trade offers to get Pitts before he, before he really blows up. Cause I think it's, I think it's coming with that usage. The only thing I can tell both of you, and I, I want to be a believer, I don't mind. I, Atlanta, Atlanta was my other team. All right, I'm a big Bears fan. Atlanta was my other team, but that's because they had Julio Jones on there. I'm an Alabama fan as well, and I'm just going to tell you what I got a new second. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. They're my new second. I, I, I I'm, you know, I'm not that, not that I ever want to cheat on the Bears or anything like that. But Jalen Hurts, he, he's an Alabama kid. He's an Alabama guy. I've seen him since he was young, and they just impressed me so much. And that whole team did. I, I was having fun watching Philadelphia really destroy uh, Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday, just a little bit. Yeah, so, plus Devontae Smith too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you very much, Devontae Smith. I kept thinking Miles Sanders. It's late. It's getting late. Uh, (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Shane, congratulations on that week one victory. I expect to see you up on that leaderboard each and every week. I think you know what you're talking about in the Baby Bowl. You said you participated last year as well, so I anticipate that you will be up near the top of the leaderboard all year long, Shane. Oh, now you have expectations. Now now we have problems. All right, I'm going to do my best. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we uh, Rob Shane and I were talking beforehand. It's just kind of you know, baby bowl is one of those lineups where you start making and you're like, wow, okay, okay, I got to change my mindset a little bit. I got to think a little bit differently here, just a little bit. And uh, but it's to me, it breaks up the minutia of setting all the redraft lineups or the dynasty lineups or even DraftKings lineups. It just breaks the minutia up a little bit. I like that the baby bowl is just a different format. Yeah, definitely. That's one thing that you know. Personally, I try to join. I don't try to join like the same kind of leagues over and over and over. Um, I, I mean, I I feel like I have certain ones that I'm better or worse at, but I just like playing all different kinds of of leagues. And you know, this one is definitely a unique league out there. So I, I agree with you. You know, it, it's definitely definitely fun and interesting. How many leagues are you in this year, uh, Rob? Can I ask that question, or is your wife listening? <sighs> Um, I, I might have to whisper here cause she's right there in the other room, but no, um, she, I, I am in, I think 15 that are weekly, like maintenance weekly lineup setting. And then I have probably like 
20 to 30 best balls, I believe. The best balls don't count, do they, Shane? Right, they don't count right. best no, balls. Best ball don't count. You don't set lineups, so those don't count in the, those don't cut in the family time. Don't count. <laughs> I agree. How, I agree. How, how many are you in, Shane? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm in a somewhere in the neighborhood of 50-ish leagues. Oh, wow. Um, you know, um about 40 or so uh dynasty and then uh, a bunch of redraft, but the redraft ones are all charity except for the Scott Fishbowl, but that's almost charity too, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and it inspires charity. So that that's how I look at the charity ones is uh it doesn't really count because it's for a good cause. That's right. You can justify it. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Hey, that is Shane. Shane says on Twitter, at Shane is the worst. He is the one who won Baby Bowl week number one. He also appears on Dynasty Trades HQ each and every week, and we just appreciate you making time for us, Shane, as well here on the Baby Bowl. Don't forget to follow Rob Norton at Norton0723 on Twitter. You can follow me as well at Loafinit and follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore there. Please subscribe, slap the stars around, leave a review, whatever you could do. We always appreciate hearing from you as far as feedback goes. Now, listen, you two smart guys because that's what you guys are compared to me anyway you get you, you two are really smart guys when it comes to football uh, i have written down here some of the some of the games that i think that we'll probably all be targeting and maybe there's some other ones outside of it uh for for players that people might want to pick pay, playing in the baby bowl the dallas cowboys and the los angeles chargers a 55 point total kansas city against baltimore 55 point total tennessee and seattle a 54 point total expected uh, from 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 vegas atlanta and tampa is a 52 point game total i th- i think that's tampa 48 and atlanta four i think that's how that <laughs> is going to break down uh, minnesota at arizona is 51 points and san francisco at philly is just right there at that 50 point marker as far as a quarterback goes to me, when I sit there and look at that Dallas-Los Angeles Charger game, Shane, I think that game is going to end up being a really big shootout. I talked to J.B. Barry, and he just he likes that game a lot, too, especially our guy Pierre, who's in that Baby Bowl chat room at Wee 31 who's also on the DFS Streamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. He is loving that Dallas-Los Angeles Charger game. Is he right in thinking that's just going to be a big shootout? Uh, yeah, Dallas's defense is quite awful. Right. Um, so literally any game that they're in where the other offense is, is half decent um, should be a shootout. And Chargers offense is much better than half decent. So it, be, it might be a good week to play uh, Dak, but I don't know what week there won't be a good week to play Dak, um, to be quite honest with you. Although if you want to get him out early in case of injury, you know, uh, now might be this week might be a really good week to get him in there. It might be a good strategy to save him for a home game. You know, I, I was just trying to think of Baby Bowl strategy and everything like that and how maybe uh, it's always better to pick people at home, of course, if they, unless they play terrible at home and play better on the road. But, you know, Dak's, gonna, Dak's kind of bulletproof. He, he's going to perform anywhere. I was really disappointed in the fact that I believed all that hype before the season about his ankle and about his shoulder and everything. Shane, I, what do you think about this news that coaches put out or teams put out about players' injuries? I don't believe most of what NFL coaches say, um, mostly because they, they have no reason to tell the truth. I mean, quite honestly, I wouldn't tell the media the truth either if I was an NFL coach. Like, none of my guys are healthy. Like, yeah, I don't know if any of them are going to play on Sunday, to be honest with you. I think, you know, I don't, I don't, I think one of them lost a foot. Um, 
yeah, three guys were up vomiting all last night. Um, look, they're they're it's it's misinformation, right? They they don't want you to know the truth. And then there's also the the social media sphere where we take one tidbit of news and go nuts with it and tend to, you know, every physical therapist on the Twitter and uh, Facebook starts giving you a diagnosis. And then you have guys like me that read it and then misinterpret it and then pass it along to my friends who then pass it along to their friends. And next thing you know, Dak's arm um, is actually being removed. <laughs> <laughs> Surgically removed and we'll, yeah. we'll repair it. He'll, he, he's a game time decision, though. He's a game time <laughs> decision. <laughs> Rob, uh, Tennessee and Seattle. Tennessee defense got lit up by Kyler Murray last year. I, I was talking to, I guess I may have been, uh, I don't know who it was that I was talking to. I talked to a lot of people this week. But I was thinking that Russell Wilson was kind of like, uh, Kyler Murray is kind of like the newer version of what Russell Wilson used to be. Is Russell Wilson going to be able to find that fountain of youth and light up Tennessee's defense just like Kyler Murray did last week? I think he will. I think uh, that a lot of the you know the main guys on on the Seahawks will be a good play. I just think that that Titans defense, it, you know, last year they weren't good. I don't think they're going to be very good this year. So, you know, I think they're going to be another team that's involved in a lot of shootouts, especially when playing against a, a good offense. None of us picked Derrick Henry as one of our core running backs last week. Seattle did not have a great defense last year, Shane. I don't know that they necessarily uh, impressed me against Arizona, but they don't tend to run the ball very often without Kyler running the ball is what it seems like to me. Derrick Henry, is he in a rebound situation and a rebound game this week? I, I'd i like to say yes, um, and everyone's aware of this. The problem with Derrick Henry is if it's a bad game script, for Tennessee, they're not going to throw him the ball. They just they refuse to use him that way. And also, I kind of want to I want to hold Derrick Henry until you know winter comes when he does what he normally does and just runs for 180 yards and three touchdowns. But yeah, I could see this being a bounce back week definitely for him. Yeah, no, I I love what you said there because he has. Uh, we always know he he makes his money there whenever it starts turning a little bit cold and everything. Uh, maybe his legs just need to get churned up. I didn't like the preseason this year, fellas. Three three games, one week off after the last. It just it was really strange for a guy who's been watching football for a real long time. It's hard to adjust to all these new things, and it seems like since COVID hit, a, you know, however long it goes, I, I've just had to really be flexible in everything I've done, and I didn't like the football changing so much. But one thing that doesn't change, uh, uh, Rob, is that Baltimore's running back situation, well, it changes a lot, but they still pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball. Is Latavius Murray, though, the running back to own in redraft going forward, or is it still just going to be a big timeshare back there? Man, that's that's tough. I, you know, watching watching them in week one, looked like Tyson Williams was definitely the one that was more explosive. He looked like the, the better player at this point, and he would be if I had to choose one of them. He, I would I would go Tyson, but. I do think it's going to be more of a split, more of a hot hand situation. You know, it could be mostly split between those two. Um, I think those two will probably get the majority of the touches. I mean, what percentage could vary week to week, but you know, I, I, I could see both of them getting, you know, right around anywhere from like eight to 12, eight to 13 touches per game each. Yeah. And the, uh, the reason why I ask it is Latavius Murray came in off the street. 
and had like ten touches. And I think when I when I looked at everything, Taysom just had nine. I think, uh, well, at least through the handoffs anyway. That's what he had. So it it was one of those things where I was going, okay, I don't I don't know. It's again, it's a Baltimore running back situation. And Shane, you and I would probably agree. It doesn't matter who's back there. They're not going to last for very long. It's a running back, and it's a Baltimore running back, and they're going to end up being hurt at some point is what I think is going to end up happening. Yeah, and and that was a little concerning to me, too, that Latavius Murray was literally sitting on his sofa six days ago, jumps in the game, and he gets more <laughs> rushing attempts than Tyson. Um, Tyson did at least, you know, have I think he had four targets or five targets, four or five mm-hmm. targets. That's never been Murray's game. Um but it's really concerning how much run uh, Mary got in the second half. And then Williams blew that blitz pickup in the overtime, which uh, helped uh, lead to a loss. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't expect Tyson to be this year's James Robinson. I don't see him getting 90% of the work out of the backfield. There's going to be a lot of split games. You know, and Mary, that's what he's good at, right? Mary, that's the type of player he is. You give him 10 to 15 attempts a game, and uh, he's going to produce for you. I am very curious as to what happens in this Minnesota-Arizona game. Kirk Cousins, uh, for for all the, all joking aside, he's a very formidable quarterback in the NFL. He does his job. He's seen a million defenses. He still continues to be at least a you know like a 500 quarterback. I, I'm not going to say he's great, but he's definitely not bad. He's not a bad quarterback at all. Uh, but I want to see what this Arizona defense does this week, Rob. Uh, against that Minnesota offense, and I wanted to know if if you think that Arizona defense is as strong. I know I've asked this question to Shane already, but I wanted to hear what your thoughts were about that Arizona defense. In regards to the Arizona defense, I do think they're like sneaky underrated. I think they're they have have some playmakers, and but the thing is, I think what's going to happen a lot of times with Arizona, they're they're such a fast paced team that. They they're going to get involved in a lot of shootouts because their their offense is so good. So it could and I mean it could end up being garbage time type stuff depending on if they get a lead big enough. Um, but I do think I do think that uh, I don't think they're going to be quite as strong as what we saw in the first week, at least in terms of the defense. Does that mean Shane? Are you going to stay away from any of those Minnesota Viking players, or are you just gonna? Can, can you throw a Thielen in there? I know you already used him, but a Jefferson in there with confidence, a Cooks in there with confidence, or even if you had to, a, a Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, so Cousins. As far as Jefferson and Cook, uh, there's not many matchups that I'm ever going to be like, oh, I don't know, I don't mm-hmm. know if I really want to put them in there. Those are two types <laughs> of players that it just. You know, if they have a great matchup, you obviously want to get them in there. But there's never going to be a moment where I'm going, well, this matchup's just too tough for them. Cousins um, Cousins is probably a quarterback I'm going to end up using very late in the season. Um, and I like Cousins. It's just you're never excited to use him, I guess, is the word yeah. I'm yep. looking for. Um, and I don't want to risk the Cardinals defense being as good as it looked last week. Um so uh, I'll probably bail on Cousins this week. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I'll say that, and I understand what you're saying, but then that does concern me with the other playmakers in Minnesota because Cousins, it, it, it's got to go through him a lot of times, even if it's a screenplay over to Cook or something like that. That's where a lot of yardage comes from for Cook. But I understand what you're saying. Those guys seem to be matchup proof. Uh, we don't have to worry about them too much. All right, uh, Rob, I, I, we've got a couple more games I'd like to discuss. And one of them is with my second, the Philadelphia Eagles. 
They're, they're going against the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers let up on the throttle last week, and all of a sudden, the next thing you knew, the Detroit Lions were looking at possible victory in the final two minutes of the ball game, which was very strange to see. I, I, I don't know what to think about the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know. They were going against the Falcons. How are they going to do this week against the Niners? I'm I'm kind of right there with you. I don't know what to think. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the Falcons were just that bad. The Falcons have been a team over the past couple of years that have just been a team that's really hard to peg. I always think they're going to be better than they are, and then some weeks they look amazing, and other weeks they look like they're one of the worst teams in the league. So I I don't know what to expect either. I mean, I see the spread as about three in that game with the Eagles being underdog by three, and the totals right around fifty. So. Um, I, I always like seeing games where the the spread is close with a high over under because it, it you know has both both teams kind of pushing each other to higher ceilings. So it could be a sneaky shootout game, especially if the Niners you know like like last week. I mean, Goff put up a, a great fantasy week, even though they were getting destroyed in the beginning of the game. Just that garbage time came through. So it could be. I mean. It's uh, I don't know what to expect out of the game, but I, I do like I do like Hurts still. I still like Hurts. I'll tell you that. Shane, when I think about the San Francisco 49ers, Depot Samuel, I, I, we got to rush to use him real quick. Or is this going to be a Brandon Ayuk week? Or do we just we can we, we just rolling the dice each week with the San Francisco 49er offense? Yeah, he's turning into Bill Belichick out there. Like, I don't I don't know what to expect from him. except that It won't be good. Um I'm going to say, based on the way that Shanahan talked about Ayuk this week, um, he still doesn't like him. Um, so it might be safe to get that Debo weekend now, um, like you said. Um, I'm expect, yeah, I'm expecting a lot of points in that game. And even if the Eagles get down, um, yeah, I expect a ton of passing yards because we see San Francisco's defense wasn't able to stop Detroit. I mean, and Detroit has TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. That's it. Um, they, they couldn't shut those guys down. So even if, you know, San Francisco can shut down the wide receivers, then you can look for Dallas Goddard and Miles Sanders and uh, Kenny Gainwell to have good games. Yeah, and I don't even know if I could put Eli Mitchell in there. I just I get so scared playing any of those 49ers. I just I just if I put Eli Mitchell in there, I know he's going out in the second snap, just like Mostert did. So I don't know what to do. It's a, it, it could be a hasty week, it could be a Debo week, could be Brandon Ayuk, or who maybe they'll get Pettit back from a, some team that they that he's on this week <laughs> and, and put him in there and he'll go off for 30 points. Uh, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Uh, the Tampa Bay wide receiving core, Shane, it, it has me all, I guess, giggly because they're so talented. And Gronk came to life. Gronk came to life. Are you a believer in Gronk this year in redraft in Baby Bowl or any place like that? Or was that just week number one and there, uh, Brady was looking around for that really familiar face? I mean, even if it is just Brady's looking for that real familiar face, um, that might be all that it takes. I mean, you know, especially at the tight end position, he trusts Gronk in the red zone, um, in the end zone. So that's always good. Um, Gronk looked really good. He looked better than he did at any point last year to me. Last year, he kind of looked like a lumbering, like just shell of himself. He, He looked a lot better. Um, I was fading him everywhere based off of how he looked last year. I know he ended up in the top 12 in scoring at tight end, but 
I did too. So that's not really not. <laughs> um, but he looked he looked physically better to me this year. So yeah, I think he might be a thing all year. Strategy, Rob. Baby bowl requires strategy. Week number four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go to the New England Patriots. Week number four, Tom Brady has in his sights, I think, to play in New England and get the passing record from Drew Brees. Okay, so there might be uh, I don't I don't know if leading up to that point that he's going to try to light everybody up to be able to get the record while he's in New England. But I guarantee you that week Gronk's going to catch at least one touchdown pass that week in in week number four against uh, the the New England Patriots celebrating a triumphant uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer and a Tom Brady week That's I'm looking forward a little bit. And I told you I wasn't going to do that, but I have to do that because I'm really looking forward to that game. Yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, that sweet revenge narrative for sure. Um, no, I could. I mean, sometimes I don't like to buy into it, but I mean, <laughs> when it's Tom Brady, um, you could you could definitely see something like that going down. Yeah, Shane, that's it. I picked your brain. You've given me some good insight. I know that Dak Prescott could be a winner with one arm. I know that babies are really <laughs> good at cleaning up under the sink. <laughs> <laughs> so Shane, I really appreciate you making time to come here on the baby bowl. And, and more than anything, I really appreciate you participating in here with all of us. Oh man, I'd love it. Um, it's fun. Uh, I don't talk as much as I, I could in the chats just cause I'm in so many chats, but, uh, you know, no, man, it's awesome. It's, it's really an awesome time and anything for charity. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for, you know, it, it's hard to say no to charity. And once I'm in it, I'm in it for life. Very good. Tell everybody where you're at on Twitter and where they can find you and follow you. Uh, yeah, Shane is the worst. You can check me out, Dynasty Trades HQ, Fantasy Intervention. You can find my writings at uh, Dynasty League Football and FantasyData.com. And uh, yeah, just say hi to me on the Twitters. I, I say hello a lot to people. Yeah. You're a fun follow. You're a fun guy. It's been a pleasure talking to you tonight, Rob. You you, you picked a winner there, buddy. You you got we got Shane in here, and he's done a great job. But you always do a great job for us too here on the Baby Bowl, Rob. And we appreciate your efforts. Well, thanks, Wes. I appreciate it. And yeah, Shane's Shane's been awesome, man. I, I appreciate him being a part of it. I appreciate you, Wes. And you know, it's been fun. Uh, make sure you follow Rob Norton as well at Norton0723. Don't forget to follow me at Loafinit. Follow the show as well at FI Today with a little underscore. Please subscribe. Leave a review. Slap those stars around a little bit for us. But more importantly than all those other things, everybody, we want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today. <laughs>